This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Amen. How is everybody tonight? Blessed. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, surrounded by your church family. And and that's just a great way to have your Wednesday night. Uh, The title of tonight's message is this. It's called, He Will Guard You. He will guard you. And I've got a verse I'm going to open up with here in a minute, but I, I encourage you tonight. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm not joking around. I've got some <clears throat> really, really good Bible verses that I'm going to throw your way tonight. And I'm not joking. I mean, you need to write these verses down. These are some incredible verses. I was just reviewing this earlier. I'm like, man, what an all-star lineup of verses we have here. These are some good ones. And I'm not, I'm not joking. So, uh, the title is this. He will guard you. And you have to realize that we have promises from God's word, no matter what it is we're going through. Uh, God will guard you. And, you know, I've been reading a lot of Psalms lately and King David constantly referred to the Lord. He would say, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. And I've been thinking about it. What's a refuge? What's a fortress? That's, I mean, that's when God builds a fort, a wall all around you on every side, and He is the one protecting you from every angle. And that's a pretty good place to be. It's nice to be in the fort when the war is going on on the outside and there's arrows flying, but you're right there in the middle, surrounded by God's protection. And we've got this verse here that I want you to see tonight. And again, I'm just telling you, you need to write these verses down. Second Thessalonians three three. 2 Thessalonians three three, and that's what the entire message is based off of tonight. Is Second Thessalonians three three, and uh, this is, this just speaks to me. Second Thessalonians chapter three and verse three, and I know maybe you're like, well, I don't, I just, I don't feel like I need guard. Listen, you need guarded. You need to be in the fort. Get on in there. Get in there and let God be your refuge. Let him be your fortress. Second Thessalonians 3, 3, it says this, but the Lord is faithful. Can I get an amen church? The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from evil one. He will strengthen you. He will guard you from the evil one. And there's I, there's so much wrapped up in these verses here that I'm just going to break this down and and look at each part of this tonight. But you need to realize God is faithful. Can anybody can you get a, can you witness that that God is faithful? There's been times I didn't deserve it. But God was still faithful. There's been times when I, I mean, when everything else failed, God was still faithful, even in the midst of it all. And as a Christian, you have to have that revelation securely planted in your heart that no matter, even if everybody else fails you, even if every other person in this world turns their back and walks away, I know someone that won't. God is faithful. Amen. And so let's pray and then I'm going to break this down. And and I really believe God's going to speak to you tonight through this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, so much that you are faithful, God. And you promised us that you would never, ever, ever leave us. You would never forsake us. Lord, you said that we're never alone, not one minute of our lives. 
And God, I pray that as we study your word tonight, as we open the Holy Bible, Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts. You'll 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 build us up, Lord. You'll encourage us. You'll challenge us. And God, I know that you're going to change each person here tonight because your word never returns void. I thank you for it. In Jesus name, everybody said Amen. amen. So the first thing we'll say tonight is this. Number one, breaking it down. The Lord is faithful. Everybody say that the Lord is faithful, no matter what it is that we may be going through, no matter what it is that may come against us. You have to realize you have to know that you are not alone. And the reason you have to know that is because one of the primary strategies of the devil is isolation. If he can isolate you, if he can, if he can make you think that you're alone, even though you're not, but if he can make you think you're all alone, you're, there's, for one, there's nobody else going through the same thing you are. You've, you've just got it worse than anybody's ever had it. And two, you're on your own. You've, you've, you screwed up. You made God mad. Now he's not even with you. The devil will plant seeds like that in your mind and you cannot entertain those thoughts. Not for one second. Can you sit there and say, well, you're right. No, nobody knows. And, and even God's even mad at me. Stop that. That stuff will take you out. Let me show you an incredible verse here that you need to know tonight. And that's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. You're not alone. And you're not the only one that's ever gone through it. You need to realize that your, you know, the, the battles you fight and face are not unique to you. The devil didn't just invent some brand new scheme to try out on you and you're the, no, listen. You're not alone. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, and I like this in the New King James. I like, well, I like it in several translations, but let's go New King James on this. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, and I'm very familiar with this verse. I read it often. It says this, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. I've seen that somewhere before. I just saw that in Thessalonians. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Now listen to me. That word temptation there is also a synonym of the word trouble. And so I kind of like to read this verse this way sometimes. I, I insert the word trouble instead of temptation. No trouble has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Did you get that? You're not some freak. You're not some, you know, some, I mean, just some absolute disaster. And well, no, nobody's done this. I, I'm worse than anybody. You're not some freak. Listen to me right now. No trouble, no temptation, no situation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But it doesn't stop there. There's not a period right there. It says, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be troubled beyond what you are able, but with that trouble will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And that's good news right there. I am so glad that that verse didn't just stop at the beginning and say, no trouble is overtaking you except such as is common to man. Period. That would just mean, well, hey, tough luck, brother. It's bad everywhere. Everybody's got troubles. And that's just that's just the way life is. Deal with it. Get over it. 
period. Thank God it didn't stop right there. But it went on to say, but God is faithful. And with that trouble, with that temptation, he will give you a way to escape. He will not let it be more than you are able to bear. God will make the way of escape. And so I'm telling you tonight, and you may know it, but you need to really know it, that God really is faithful. And notice there's this key phrase right there that we saw it in both verses already. It says, but God is faithful. Now, there's two ways that I hear people say, but God in life. Sometimes people, they're, you know, they may use it this way. But God, you don't know how bad it is right now. But God, oh, I feel sick. But God, you don't know. But God, oh, but God. And you may be saying it that way. But you could also be saying it this way. But God is faithful. How are you saying, but God? You're saying, but God, you don't know what I'm going through. But God, nobody's been through this. Are you saying, well, I may be in the middle of the storm right now, but God is faithful. What's your outlook? What's the way that you're saying things? And you need to get a hold of that, that you could be sitting there saying, but God, it's never been this bad before. Or you could say, well, I, I haven't I haven't been through this before, but God is faithful and I am going to make it through this. And this is not going to be the storm to take you down. Do you want me to do you a real favor tonight? Um, all right. Well, if you do or you don't, Nahum 1.7. This is a personal favor to you that I'm giving you this verse. God wrote it, but I'm sharing it with you. Nahum 1.7. This is one of the verses on the bottom of the in and out cups. So someone over there get a hold of it. Nahum 1, verse 7. That's not where I got it, though. Nahum 1 and verse 7. And this is a beautiful verse. This is a life-changing verse. This is a verse that you take into the fortress with you. This is a verse that you keep right there when you're in that refuge. Nahum 1.7. And this is a, a, just an absolutely foundation verse. Nahum 1, verse 7. You have got to get some of these verses inside of your arsenal, man. You know, Dr. Barclay's talked about this, but you've got to have some go-to verses in the heat of battle. You've got to have some weapons that you can just get real quick access to. And this is one of those that needs to be, you know, I don't know how you feel, but a, a bullet in the chamber, man. This needs to be right there. Nahum 1, verse 7, it says this, the Lord is good. Can I get an amen on that right there? <laughs> is the Lord good? The Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Have you ever had the day of trouble come into your life? I've had it. (laughs) I've had the day of trouble. And I think that we all have. I know that we all have. But thank God the Lord is good. And he knows those who trust in him. Is there anybody in here tonight that you're one of those that trust in him? God knows that and he knows you. And the Lord knows who really trust in Him. And you gotta realize that God can tell when there's a person of faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Hebrews 11, 6. So, if you wanna get God's attention, it's more than just having troubles, right? Because if, if, if having trouble and problems was all it took to get a hold of God and, 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 and change your life, then hey, everybody would have a really great life right now. Because we've all got troubles. Simply having a problem is not what gets God to move in your life. Having faith, really 
truly believing and trusting in God. Because I know a whole lot of people. I know probably, without exaggeration, I probably personally know thousands of people that with their words, yeah, I trust, of course, I, I trust God. Yes, God's faithful. Amen. And, they, and, and But they don't, it's not in their heart. It, it, it's in their mouth and it's in their mind. But I'm telling you, when you get somebody that really, in their heart, really trust God, that person will move mountains. That person will absolutely tackle everything that comes against them. Nothing shall be impossible to those who believe. Who believe. We're talking about, I'm talking about really believing God. Not just, yeah, yes, of course, yeah, that's great. Because a lot of times people misquote verses like like that. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, all things are possible. Yes. No, they're not. All things are possible to those who believe. If you just, just to go around saying, well, all things are possible, that's, man, that's nothing. That's just being like, well, yeah, in theory, it could happen. I, I Yeah, technically, yes, anything's possible. That's basically what you're saying right there. But when you quote the whole thing, when you really get the whole revelation, all things are possible to those who believe. And that's really good news for a guy like me and a girl like you, because guess what? I really do believe. And you really do believe, don't you? So, yes, all things are possible and there's nothing that can stand against you. But Nahum 1.7 tells us the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knows those who trust in him. And if you're somebody that does trust in him, that's about the best news you've heard all year long right there. God knows that you trust in him. God sees you where you're at. And I'm telling you right now, the day of trouble does not last forever. There's no, let's not turn this into the week of trouble and the month of trouble and the year of trouble and the lifetime of trouble. It doesn't have to be that way. It could stop right here tonight. Listen to me. God knows those who trust in him. And you have got to get a hold of this. But God, nobody knows what I'm going through right now. But God, stop that. But God is faithful. Can you say that that way? But God is faithful. How are you saying, but God? But God is faithful. And so number two, as we're breaking this verse down, number one, the Lord is faithful. Number two, he will strengthen you. Has there ever been somebody in here that you've needed God to strengthen you. Listen, I can't strengthen myself. The, I, the, the, I, I have to have God be my strength because I have really found out how weak I really am. And I am not afraid to admit that. And I, I'm not afraid. I don't have a, too much pride to say, hey, I need him. I am not strong. In him I'm strong. But in, in, in Pastor Dave, no. It's in God. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am fully relying on him. And so I'm going to show you something here in Luke 22, verse 43. Luke 22 and verse 43. And of course, the main text that that we're off of is 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. It says the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. But as we're turning to Luke 22 and verse 43, you know, as, as I get to this part where he says he will strengthen you. Man, sometimes I used to watch the, you know, the Rocky movies, you know, Rocky one, two, three, four, 
and you don't watch five because it stinks. And then, maybe, you know, anyway, but especially three and four. You know, you think, you man, sometimes it feels like you're in the 15th round and you've just been getting pummeled. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, man, you're strengthened. I remember they had this this commercial for Lipton iced tea. I don't know if you remember that, but but they had Rocky Balboa just getting his head beat in. And then his manager tosses him in a Lipton iced tea, and he takes a drink, and all of a sudden he's totally strengthened, and he goes out and lays the smackdown on whoever it is that he's that he's fighting, right? And so sometimes it feels like, man, I'm in the fifteenth round, just boom, boom, but out of nowhere, God strengthens me. The Lord will strengthen you. He will do it. And he knows those who trust in him. But here we have a story of Jesus' day of trouble. Jesus' day of trouble. I thought he had a perfect life. He was perfect, but he didn't always have perfect circumstances. He had some really bad stuff come up against him. Worse than than, than I've ever had. And here he is, and he's getting ready to go to the cross. And, and I mean, he's, he's in agony. He's in anxiety. He's sweating blood right out of his pores. And he is in the heat of battle, getting ready to face the, just the worst day you can imagine. But look what happens here as he's praying. Luke 22 and verse 43 says, Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. An, an angel appeared from heaven and strengthened Jesus. Jesus faced the day of trouble. Jesus was in the heat of battle. Jesus had a real fight on his hands that he that, that he had to stand up to. There was no running away from this. If Jesus had quit on that night, do you realize how bad our lives would be right now? Oh my gosh. I think of the people I know that are quitters, and I'm not being mean. I know some people that are straight up quitters, and there's one thing I can count on. They will quit when it gets tough. I'm so glad that Jesus was not a quitter. Because if there was ever a time that somebody could have said, you know what, I'm out. I'm out. And you're like, well, he couldn't say that. He's Jesus. Yeah, he could have. Jesus totally admitted. He said, yeah, if I wanted to, I could quit. I could get out of this. I could just ask God to send in 12 legions of angels and absolutely get out of this situation right now. But he didn't. He faced that stuff, man. And in the heat of battle... Jesus himself was strengthened from heaven. Now, an angel appeared to him, but I thank God that I've got strength from heaven. I've got the resurrected Jesus Christ himself to show up and strengthen me. You don't realize how good of news that is. You don't realize how good you really do have it, that Jesus didn't stay dead. What if Jesus didn't raise from the dead? What if Jesus had backed up? What if Jesus, whatever the case is, Jesus overcame death. Jesus overcame the devil. That's really good news. And then he said, hey, guess what? I've given you authority over all the works of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the authority of my name. And so... He will strengthen you. And Jesus himself, in the heat of battle, received some strength from heaven. Do you want me to do you another favor? All right. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. Come on. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. Man, these are... We're getting ready to get into it right here. These are some good verses. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. 
Isaiah 40 and verse 31. And so if, if you've ever been in that spot where you feel like, I don't think that I can just go on. I, I just, I don't want to quit, but I don't know how I can keep going. Whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in, in, in your life, whatever the situation is, He will strengthen you. He will. If you trust Him, if you believe in Him, He will do it. Why would He, why would He do that for me? I, I don't deserve that. Because God is faithful. He's faithful. And so Isaiah 40 and verse 31, it says this, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Well, this is something I've never faced before. I've never had to fight a battle this hard. Guess what? New strength. New strength that you've ever even known before. But those who kind of believe in God, no. Here it is again. Those who Trust in the Lord. Really, honestly, not just talk about it, but really do it. Those who really trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Come on, that is good, good news right there. Who could use a little new strength sometimes? Sometimes I need a little extra. Sometimes I need an extra boost. That's okay. He will strengthen me. And right here, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and never, never faint. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. I hope you're writing them down. I, that's all I can say. Is Leah in here? She's the... Okay. She's the HDWC Facebook live feed. <laughs> She's the, she posts every point and verse on Facebook, and then I see it later. I'm like, yep, that's, she was right on play by play. She didn't miss a one. <laughs> so when people, do you guys do a live feed? Well, if you get to be friends with Ilea on Facebook, then yes, we do a live feed. But if if not, if you're not friends with her, then I don't know. But I, uh, excuse me, Psalm 121, 121, Psalm 121. And I'm going to read this eight verses. Buckle up your seatbelts because this is going to be good. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? Do you know where your help comes from? (laughs) Listen to me. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Why would I be afraid of somebody on the earth? God made this whole thing. And he's my helper. He's on my side. Do you realize that? In your battle... God's on your side. That's really, really good news. If God's for you, who could be against you? My help comes from the Lord. He made this whole thing. He made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. And again, I repeat, that's really good news. God doesn't fall asleep. I know a lot of people who sleep on the job. I know a lot of people who slumber. I know a lot of people that can't make it through a shift. God doesn't sleep. God does not slumber. So even though you're asleep at night, even though you're whatever's going on, he's not sleeping. He's not taking a nap. He doesn't even get tired. The Lord is your keeper. Oh, thank God. Thank God I'm not my own keeper. Thank God somebody else isn't my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. 
The Lord is your shade at your right hand. I live in Barstow. I need shade. I appreciate shade like some people don't. I was checking on my in-laws today. It's 23 degrees below zero with a wind chill of negative 38 degrees in Indianapolis. I'm like, thank God I'm not there right now. My Lord, that sounds like... I like it cold, Robert, but I don't like that cold. That's, That's nuts. That is crazy. Who would do that? All right. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Where does my help come from? From the Lord. He made heaven and earth. Why am I going to be afraid of anything that this world can throw at me when God made it in the first place? He is my keeper. Not you, not somebody else, not the Lord is my keeper. I'm not afraid of anything in this life because of God. But God, I don't know. But God, I've never felt this way before. Stop. But God is faithful. How are you staying but God? I'm telling you right now, you need to check that out. But God is faithful. Thank God He's faithful. Thank, I'm, I'm glad that God doesn't repay faithfulness to me based on my faithfulness to Him. I mean, we, hey, I'm doing my best, you're doing your best. We need to work on our faithfulness to God. But Paul wrote in Timothy, even when we are not faithful, He remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. God at his core is faithful. We've got to do better in our faithfulness to him. But I thank God that he doesn't say, no, no, you're going through it right now, but you're on your own. You did, you did this. You know, thank God he's not like that. He says, I remain faithful. You stick with me. Stick with me. Don't, don't, don't go wandering off because it's a whole lot easier in the storm if you're already right there. But listen to me. God is faithful, and that's good news. So number one, God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Number two, He will strengthen you. Number three, He will guard you from the evil one. And you better recognize that there is an evil one out there. That's not something we made up. There is an evil one. He does exist. But I'm not afraid. Because the Lord's going to guard me from that. God guards me from the evil one. Do you want me to do you another favor, people? Isaiah 43 Isaiah 43 and verse 2. Now this verse, this is, I mean, every Bible verse is equally good. I get that. But Isaiah 43, 2 is really, really good. You Please, please write this down. You need to highlight it. You need to put cute little stars beside it. I don't know what you do in your Bible, but whatever it is you do to draw attention to a verse, do it to Isaiah 43, 2. I pity the fool that doesn't know Isaiah 43, 2. I'm just going to say that right there. Rocky 3. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. Get this. This is an all-star grand slam verse. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. It says this, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that when I go through deep waters, because I have before, and you have before, And it has happened. I have gone through some deep waters in life. But I wasn't alone. He was with me just like He said He would be. He's always kept His word. 
There's never been a time that Jesus didn't keep his word to me. Now, sometimes in the heat of battle, you may feel like, well, why is this even happening? Well, listen, you'll look back someday and realize, listen, he was with me. He carried me through that whole mess. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Has anybody ever been to the river of difficulty? I've been to the Mississippi. I've been to the Wabash River. I've been to the Arkansas River. And I've been to the river of difficulty. And I like it. But I've been there. I have been there. I've been to the Mojave River. (laughs) Thank God I didn't drown. I did not drown. But God, but God is faithful. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Anybody listening to this on the internet probably has no idea why that's hilarious to this group. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. I've seen the fire of oppression too. I've been to the river of difficulty. I've been through the fire of oppression. But thank God, none of it got to me. Not one took me down. Not one was able to kill me and take me out. Why is that? Because God is faithful. He will strengthen me. He will guard me from the evil one. Amen? And I thank God that we can count on His Word and His promises are true. And when He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, He really did mean that. And so... When we face a lot of the things that we face, you need to realize and understand that Satan's ultimate goal is not to kill you. Oh, really? Yeah. His ultimate goal isn't to kill a Christian. Do you realize you you can't threaten a Christian with death? It's about the dumbest thing ever. Christians aren't afraid of dying. We get to go to heaven. That's not a threat to me. That's that, you know, seriously. And I've heard some, I, you know, I've heard people say that. You can't scare and threaten a Christian with death? Kidding me? We get to leave this mess and go to heaven? That's incredible. There's nothing scary about that at all. But Satan's ultimate goal is to separate you from God. That's why he comes in just one little hit after another sometimes. Just boom, boom. Just one little thing. And and sometimes people will even say, well, it's just one thing after another, isn't it? Yeah, because if he just came in with one massive atomic bomb, when you're right on fire with God, man, like he's coming in and if he can get you blow after blow, just chopping away. I've chopped some wood in my day and I'm not good enough to come up to a whole log and just split it with one hit like you see John Wayne do. It's taken. I, I chip away at it for a while. And that's what the enemy tries to do to you. Why is that? Because he's trying to get you slowly, just a little bit at a time, let go and walk away from God. And then, yeah, he'd love to come in and just wipe you out. But he wants to do it after he's gotten you to walk away from the Lord. In fact, Jesus himself told Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, listen to me. Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I'm praying for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. What does it mean to sift? Well, sift means you you, you shake something, you shake it up. And it means literally to separate from that which is useful. And sometimes I see some of my my family here and and, and it seems like they're just getting shaken all over. It's a violent. They're getting shaken. Why is that? 
because Satan's trying to separate you from that which is useful. I don't even re- go to church. I don't even know why. He's trying to separate you from your church family, from the house of God. He's trying to separate you. Well, I, every time I, 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 I read the Bible, it seems like it doesn't help anything. He, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yes, it does. Every time I go to church, things, that's a lie. That is a lie. No, it does help you. The Bible does help you. Every time I pray, it seems like that's a lie. Yes, it does help. Yes, it does change things. Yes, it really does work. But sometimes you're getting shaken. And Jesus told Peter, he said, I am praying for you, Peter, that your faith would not fail. And for us tonight, you need verses like 2 Thessalonians 3.3 in your life. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you. And He will guard you from the evil one. You need to know these things. Because when the rivers of difficulty come, I'm not prophesying and I'm not believing for bad things, but I found out every now and then that river shows up even whether I wanted it to or not. I found out that every now and then the fire of oppression shows up whether I was believing for it to or not. I found out that rivers of difficulty, sometimes they come. But listen, God is faithful. And if I've got that in my heart, if I've got Nahum 1-7, that the Lord is good, He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He's not the source of my trouble, but He's the stronghold in the day of trouble. If I've got that planted in my heart, Satan's not going to separate me from God. He's not going to separate me from my church. He's not going to separate me from my brothers and sisters that have my back in the midnight hour. You need to get a hold of this. That He will guard you. He will. Well, I don't feel like I'm going through anything right now. Actually, life's quite good. Okay, fine. But listen to me. Listen to me now. You lay the foundation even when the sun is out. Even when things are great. Because it's super hard to pour concrete when the flood's already there. It's really hard to lay a foundation when all hell is broken loose and every river and, 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 and source of flooding is into your life. You, you do it. You, you can, it can be done. But I'd a whole lot rather have that foundation of solid rock already laid before the day of trouble shows up. And so, my encouragement for you tonight is I hope you wrote those verses down. Hey, we could keep going. I've got a lot more. But listen to me. Stand on these verses. These are incredible verses that will get you through anything that comes your way. God is for you. He's not mad at you. He's not against you. He's not the source of your trouble. He's the answer to your trouble. And you've got to firmly have that in your heart. And I'm encouraging you. Stay faithful. Remain faithful. Don't ever let the enemy get the upper hand. Don't ever let him be able to use that, that, that guilt and that shame and, and, and have that upper hand on you. Stay faithful and God's on your side. Amen? He will guard you. Let's go ahead and stand up together. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.